This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey everyone, my name is Chris Lambert. On this channel, we talk Kanye West. And for the last 48 hours, the Kanye news cycle has been dominated by the back and forth between him and Kim about North's TikTok. And Ye was posting a lot to Instagram. And you can see all of the posts are gone. So there's been some resolution, it seems, behind the scenes. Uh, we're going to catch you up, though. I'm sure you've been <laughs> seeing most of it. But if you just want to hear you know, a Chris Lambert recap, uh, here we go, diving in. Thanks to Photos of Kanye for you know archiving all of these posts. You can see that yesterday, Ye posted... Uh, two tweets from Candace Owens talking about there's no eight-year-old in the world that needs social media, uh, go color. And then uh, Kim is wrong in this one. The psychological effects of social media on young girls is real and documented. It's actually Kanye that is trying to protect his daughter in this regard. And Kim is spinning this as obsession and control. There are other creative outlets for kids, uh, which I mostly disagree with Candace Owens takes, but very reasonable takes here. And Ye said, thank you, Candace, for being the only noteworthy person, ouch, to speak on this issue. There's a lot of celebrities scared to say something in public, but they'll text me in private and say they're on my side. I will no longer be uh, put my hand through a blender to hug my children. And it doesn't mean that is like, I'm walking away. It's just like, no, we're going to figure this out. <laughs> like, I'm going to make sure that I can hug my kids and it's not this you know, hand in a blender scenario. Um, my mother took me to Chicago when I was three and told my dad, if he came to Chicago, he would never see me again. So I, uh, so I bought the house next door. I dream of a world where dads can still be heroes. But geez. So that's not something that's, we'd ever really heard before, right? Ye's talked in some interviews about how, especially when he did the South Carolina speech, uh, about how his mom moving to Chicago divided him and kept him from the relationship he could have had with his dad due to the distance. Uh, and him talking about, you know, my mom got this job, she went out there to work the job. And we know that he like adores his mom and loves his mom, but it feels like over the last few years, this is something he's kind of been wrestling with, especially at the end of the, I believe it was follow God video where he said, it's taken me 41 years to realize my dad's my best friend, that kind of thing. Um, and we see him with his dad, uh, at the end of the video and his dad lived in Atlanta. And then I do believe moved to Washington DC for work. So Ye would go spend the summers with his father. So it's not like they didn't have any kind of relationship whatsoever. It's just, you know, he wasn't seeing him on week, like weekends, every other weekend. His dad wasn't a day-to-day -day part of his life. It was just these chunks where he'd get to see his dad in the summer. I don't even know if that was an every year kind of th thing or what it was like when Ye was in high school, right? Like when he was 14, 15, 16, was he still going out to DC or Atlanta to spend the summers with his dad? I don't think so. So... Uh, but it seems like there was some kind of ultimatum. If he came to Chicago, he would never see me again. So I bought the house next door. I dream of a world. Yeah. So that was the first. And then this, um, uh, <laughs> it's a, a screenshot from the forthcoming part one of genius, uh, the Kanye documentary that is hitting Netflix by Kudi and Shike. And there's this great moment where Kanye is upset because people aren't 
giving his music a shot. He talks about it on Last Call, right? He's going to all these labels, all these A&Rs, and they're just not caring about the music he's showing them. So he actually goes back to Chicago at one point for a show and gets to have this sit down with his mom when he's kind of at his lowest. And you get this longer scene where she kind of cheers him up and it's really wonderful. But uh, you have this moment here that he gives the image of and says, I want to bring my kids to my hometown of Chicago to see my basketball team play for 7,000 people. And Kim is stopping that. How is this joint custody? Which this was in context of the Donda Doves basketball team, which is part of Donda Academy. It's his like high school, like top high school basketball player team that's been together, I think since September, I think they started playing uh, or practicing. And they ended up winning the game, but it was their homecoming in Chicago. And apparently Ye wanted the kids to fly out and be at the game. And it was televised. They ended up putting out on Peacock, which is kind of cool. The Donda Doves won, but excuse me, apparently Kim wouldn't let that happen. And Ye is just like, you know, how is this joint custody if I want to do something and she can't, which I'm sure people have a lot of opinions on this. I, from everything, my parents weren't divorced, but I had a number of friends whose parents were, and everything was always like very structured and agreed upon ahead of time. And it felt like whenever there were last minute things going on, uh, like sudden, like, I want to do this right now. Can we do this? That's when there was a lot of tension between the parents. And this feels like that just magnified on the level of celebrity when you're Kim and Kanye, whether it's just like, Hey, I wanted to pick up Scott and go to dinner. Is that possible? And the mom's like, well, we have dinner plans. No, that's like, but you know, it's just a nice thing. I want to take him to dinner. And then there's this tension, uh, where, you know, yay wants to take the kids to Chicago. Is that something that Kim didn't have plans, did have plans. If they have joint custody, does it have to be that arranged? Like, especially when it's like them with all the money that they have, all the nannies that they have is it's, uh, it's, it's complicated, right? <laughs> so I get both sides of that equation, like springing something on four kids last minutes can really be stressful and not for the kids necessarily, but like the parents structure the ideas that like oh we have these plans in place this is their routine versus breaking out of that routine i don't know but it was definitely a point of conflict and yay ended up at the game but he uh wasn't there with his kids they ended up not making it but we're gonna have a separate video on the game i do think but maybe not we'll see uh but then today this happened uh so <laughs> it starts off with yay saying this is an example of Kim's cousin agreeing with me about TikTok, then proceeding to ask me for some Yeezys afterwards. Her other cousin, Kara, called me saying she agreed with me, then said she would speak out publicly, which she never did. Then she suggested I take medication. <laughs> my dad didn't have money or a public voice when my mom destroyed me and his relationship. I do, which, geez, I do this for every parent on either side whose kids' futures are being one-sidedly controlled. I don't even have the right to get angry as a father without being called erratic. I gave that family the culture if they, and he's talking about the Kardashians now, if they as a whole unit keep playing games with me, I will take that culture back. A father should never have to beg for the location of their children, which just like, whew, <laughs> um, coming with some heat and pointing out like 
you, know, you have people in Kim's family that agree with me, but nobody is coming out and saying these things out loud. All these things are happening behind the scenes. And I think that's one of the core issues of what's going on is that there's so much going on behind the scenes that we don't really see. But you've seen some Kanye fans talking about it, right? Or even Jason Lee talking about it, Ye talking about it in interviews, that there is the Kardashians aren't saying anything publicly, but they are able to work with their media contacts to put stories out there that's their point of view, the way they want things framed, the way they want their story being told without them actually having to tell it. And that's been happening in these little ways. Julia Fox even pointed it out when she was talking about this, where she said, it seems like every time like Ye and I do something publicly, that there's something that then happens with his kids behind the scenes that are kind of like prodding Kanye or some story comes out that seems delivered by the Kardashians to whatever outlets that is now trying to put Kanye in a bad light, right? Rather than Kanye and Julia being able to do whatever they do <laughs> and not have some kind of behind the scenes drama stirring uh, everything up and then causing Ye to react publicly which then causes all of this and makes Ye look bad. Um, or not necessarily bad, but you know, there's been a lot of people, even non-Kanye fans who have said that they agree with him in this situation, right? But you do have a lot of people that are just like, never take these things public. Like he's going erratic again, which is something he's called out <laughs> in this post right here, right? Like he can't just be angry as a parent about what is happening without being called erratic. And just with everything that it feels like the Kardashians do behind the scenes, Ye feels like his only counterpunch is going public with things because he doesn't have the media contacts that are going to put out stories from his perspective. He has his voice and his way of doing it. And that might not look as good to everybody, but when you're playing with like a family that knows how to work the media so well, you either beat them at their own game or start playing a different game. And Ye is playing that different game. But here we have these text message photographs. It's uh, speaking of like games, like texting Kanye is a dangerous game because you never know when you're going to be aired out. <laughs> uh, so this one cousin says, hi, how are you? Hope all is well with you and the kids. I saw your post on Instagram about Tick2 <laughs> and your daughter. I'm happy to share what I know about that since I'm a single mom and want to keep my kids off the internet, which is just like not quite the same thing. Like I don't want my daughter making TikToks versus like, I want to keep my kids off the internet. Uh, call me or let me know if you want some information. Hope to see you all soon. It's a nice message, like supportive, right? But Ye says, I don't feel like talking about it more. And then him saying dragged into a dark world. Now my kid's getting dragged in, which might be something like, you know, being in the headlines, being in the media, he gets dragged into this dark place. And now his kids are getting like already brought into this media stuff. Or he could be talking about the Kardashians. He said in 2020 that he was like, get out. Uh, and in Get Out, the main character ends up in this dark world when the white family <laughs> takes over his psyche and his body. Um, and now, People have compared Ye's experience with the Kardashians to that, and he might be saying, like, my kids are getting dragged into this Kardashian world. Um, and then she responds with, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to upset you. And he's like, I'm not upset. I'm, I'm telling you how I'm feeling, but I'm not upset. And she counters. 
she counters with, is it safe to buy Yeezys on StockX? The thing that's wild to me about this, if you have, if you have iOS, hey, Arch. Oh, come here, pop. Ugh. <laughs> if you have iOS, you know that if there's like a delay between messages by like a couple hours, then the time shows up between the messages. The fact that there's no time difference here means that she just went straight from, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to upset you, to, is it safe to buy Yeezys on StockX? Andrew wants belugas. We'd love to see you and the kids soon, which is just straight up roses. If you remember roses when like Ye's asking the nurse, like, did you do the research? And she says, can you sign some t-shirts? He's like, what? like, can't you tell that we hurt? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what are you asking me to sign t-shirts for when I'm at the hospital? Cause my grandma's sick. Like what? Or real friends where he talks about how people will hit you up and be like, Hey fam, what's good? Like, how you doing? What's great? Uh, and then they hit you up the next day and ask you for something. So it's like she reaches out to let them know, like, you have my support. And then does this, is this safe to buy Yeezys on StockX? And I saw a couple people, like, bless their half glass full, non-cynical hearts, saying, like, well, it's an honest question, you know? Like, why are we dragging her for asking this? She didn't ask for Yeezy. She just asked if StockX was okay. And it's like, maybe. Maybe she truly is like this mom that's really innocent and just asking the question because she's like, oh, Kanye would have an answer to this and doesn't have a lot of other people to ask. But it reads like somebody just like testing the waters. Like, oh, I'll ask about Yeezys, hoping that Ye will just say, oh, he wants Yeezys? I'll send you some Yeezys, especially after she sent the support. So it just feels fake, right? It's the thing that you, you're asking without asking. And there's some people that are very, very, very good at that, especially in Los Angeles, where there's always like these subtextual conversations going on. So maybe that's what she's doing. Maybe not. But it just read that way to, I think, most of us. And Ye's like, don't ask me about Yeezys right now. And then said more. There's like more going on there, um, which we don't get the rest of that conversation. But wow. Um, so there was that post and then we got this right here send me kim's number which feels very 2020 energy when ye's posting his text message to uh, uh i almost said chris jung un chris jenner where he says this this is kanye like are we going to talk or are we going to war like which is it so here he's reaching out to somebody and he's like you know give me kim's number i need to talk with her uh yesterday kim accused me of putting a hit out on her so let me get this straight and Maybe she did say exactly that. There was no place like out loud, right? Like she didn't post to Instagram with like Kanye has put a hit out on me. She didn't do an interview. There was no TMZ article saying that. So it was Kanye that's saying this for the first time uh, to the public, right? But I could imagine what was said. Like I don't, maybe it was verbatim, like he put a hit out on me, but I could imagine her saying like frustrated, he took this publicly and now all of his fans are going to like come after me and it's like he put a hit out on me like that kind of metaphoric language right because whenever a celebrity says something about anyone the online fan reaction tends to be to swarm that person <laughs> i mean just think about the taylor swift kim kanye 
debacle of 2016. Like Taylor calls out Kanye. All of Taylor's fans are swarming like Kanye pages, Kanye fan pages, Kim and Kanye. Then Kim does the snake day post about Taylor. And suddenly all these Kim fans are like going after Taylor. Taylor fans are coming after Kim. It's just (laughs) one of the worst parts about social media is how aggressive people can be towards one another when like there's not much you can really do but they use their words as weapons like very very much and not just about the person that they're like upset with right it wasn't just like yay fans posting mean things to kim it's then yay fans posting mean things to anybody that's siding with kim or disagreeing with yay which was kind of shocking to see when you're seeing people that you like like their accounts that you like being really mean to other people when the other people are being reasonable and just saying like i don't know how comfortable i am seeing this kind of stuff and it's like oh you're a fake fan like, no they're they're fine <laughs> like they're fine um but just with how intense the internet can be especially these days where everybody is still so like pent up angry in the wake of covid and how weird the last two years of COVID have been. I can imagine like this thing being out there and the kind of comments that Kim keeps getting on Instagram, on Twitter, like everywhere she's posting from various people. Uh, I can imagine her being like, it's like he put a hit out on me, you know? Uh, or maybe she never said it, said something else, but I can imagine that's kind of the, the place that she's coming from. Uh, So let me get this straight. I beg to go to my daughter's party, but to Ye, he's like, I'm calling out what you're doing because behind the scenes, you're doing this other shit to me. Like if you weren't doing that, I wouldn't need to do this. And then we wouldn't have this whole issue going on. Okay. So I beg to go to my daughter's party and I'm accused of being on drugs, which if you saw the video of him talking about that, he looked completely reasonable and calm. He looked emotional because he wants to go to his daughter's birthday but i didn't see anyone being like oh he's on drugs uh then i go play with my son and i take my akira graphic novels and i'm accused of stealing so we mentioned this the other day in a a post in the first video we made about this about how kim had accused him of stealing which maybe it was kim maybe it was just security being like he took something um but regardless he felt he was being accused of stealing and it was that he had akira graphic novels that apparently were still in the house or maybe he gave them uh to saint to look at though i imagine akira graphic novels would it be the kind of like if yay doesn't want his daughter on tiktok i don't know if he would be giving another kid akira graphic novels if you've ever seen the movie akira which is kanye's favorite movie or had been uh for a long time uh one of the best anime movies of all time one of the best sci-fi movies of all time arguably one of the best just movies (laughs) of all time uh yay loves it so him having graphic novels at the house i could see him being like oh i'm here let me grab these graphic novels and take them back with me and he's get acute and he gets accused of stealing uh now i'm being accused of putting a hit on her these ideas can wow wow okay wait (laughs) okay these ideas can actually get someone locked up And I think that means, you know, physically, like in jail, people can come arrest or they can mentally get him locked up. Right. He talked about how in 2020, uh, the family is trying to fly out doctors to get him like put into uh, a hospital. Right. So the lockup here might actually be like jail prison, but also the hospitalization. They play like that with black men's lives, whether it's getting them free or getting them locked up, which is such 
like a thing. Wow. Like I, yeah. I mean, the Kardashian family is well known for dating mostly black men, right? And they've been accused of stealing culture in the past. And Ye talked in the previous post about how he gave them culture and how it take it back. But now it's at a point where Kim is working to get uh, mostly black people out of jail in some of the cases that she's been most into. And a lot of us have given her credit for that because it is a really kind thing to do and a really nice thing that somebody is putting forth like money and resources to the work that these lawyers are doing to get unfair cases overturned or unfair sentences overturned and give people, especially people on death row, uh, relief in some of these scenarios. Um, but the idea that it's just kind of like all the same thing, whether it's the good or the bad, it's this exploitation in some way, like in either way that you look at it. <laughs> um, I'm not playing about my black children anymore. Yeah. So he really went there with like, you know, this is getting serious. This isn't just about like a father and a mother arguing, but this is about larger things with this family and what they do, which some of us have been talking about just generally, right? Like with the TikTok stuff, it's not just North having a TikTok. It's that the Kardashians have made their empire off social media and generations of social media with that first generation of Kim, Courtney and Chloe, and that second generation of Kylie and Kendall. And now you can imagine Ye being nervous that they're looking at North as this third generation and already starting her off in the Kardashian empire where he doesn't necessarily want like North to be made a Kardashian right now at eight years old. Um, it was wow. Wow. Uh, wow. is hip hop. Is that the, <laughs> I just think of him as wow all the time on Twitter said that Kanye is trying to raise a West, not a Kardashian, which was the most succinct way of, uh, talking about this fight and what's really at the core of this issue. Uh, and then here we get the response. Here you go, Kim Kardashian, and it's the contact. And Ye goes, thank you, the Larry Jackson, for giving me Kim Kardashian number, <laughs> which like a lot of people were just being like, yo, you like, you just told, <laughs> like you didn't have to say it was Larry. Like now Larry's going to catch a lot of flack, you know? And with Ye being so open about everything, he's just like, yeah, I want Larry Jackson. No, I want to give him credit. Like he was on my side on this. And maybe Larry's cool with it, but I can also imagine him being like, ah, man. <laughs> uh, and then this was today at Sunday service. Ye had this Black Future Month Sunday service that had like a panel, a screening of the movie. We're going to do a whole other post on that. But you can see he's here with um, Saint, Shy, and Psalm. So three of the four kids, there were back and forth about whether or not North was there. Initially, it was said that North wasn't there. Then other people were saying North was there. I didn't see any photos showing that she was present, but Ye was there with his kids and seemed very happy. And in the aftermath, took down all of the Instagram posts. So you would hope that getting Kim's number and them talking directly, which is what a lot of people were hoping uh, would happen in the first place, but it seems like the two of them just haven't been communicating. Like Kanye's been having his cousins try to talk to Kim's people. Kim's been having her lawyer try to talk to Kanye's lawyer when they probably need to talk a little bit more 
like together, even though that might be difficult right now, just to solve some situations like this. Uh, so we'll see what happens from here. If this is kind of just boiling water for now that can cool, uh, or if this is a little more volcanic and we'll keep seeing some, uh, lava bubbling to the surface and hopefully not an eruption, but, uh, this is definitely an intense 48 hours. And hopefully this means that there's a, a bit of a cool down coming and that Kim and Kanye will have some very public growing pains as they figure out what their processes are and what each of them needs now as divorced parents trying to co-parent. It's not an easy situation for regular people. So <laughs> with the, you would think that the money allows them like the money that they have allows them more freedom, but it can also add these complications, right? With Ye wanting to bring his kids out to Chicago for this basketball game the day of, it's one of those things where like, that's not something you and I would have to worry about with our kids, but it's something that scenario that Ye can really do. I like get my kids on this private jet, fly them over. It'll be great. We'll stay in Chicago. How wonderful. Uh, so that's it. <laughs> That's all that I got. I'm glad that there's at least some communication going on and we'll see what happens in the future. But until next time, stay wavy and keep it loopy. Cheers. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.